Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here, and this week we're doing another interview with a woman named Christina. So welcome, Christina. Hi. <laughs> so I found Christina on Instagram and I just know as much as you all probably do about her life and travel stories. So mm-hmm. let's ask a good amount of questions to learn more about <laughs> her. <laughs> First, Christina, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Like what's your background, how it tied in with travel, where you're from, et cetera? Okay. So my name is Christina. I am from New York. Um, I live in the upstate New York area, um, but I am, or I have been traveling pretty much all my life. And that is due to, I am um, mixed. Um, I am half Irish and Jamaican. So I guess from a young age, I definitely was um, exposed to traveling, seeing family in different countries and things like that. So um, I was blessed to have been a part, have that been a part of my life from a very early age. Um, I really started getting into traveling more. I want to say maybe a few years ago, maybe when I turned 30, um, I said, you know what? I've been working hard. I just want to get experience things and just see things. And I've been places, but that's when I kind of really made it a point like every year, I'm going to go see this place or, and start making lists of places I haven't been and really doing research on places that I want to visit. And I think that's kind of where it just kicked off and really hasn't stopped. So, yeah. No, that's really nice. So I guess of all the things about travel, what would you say your favorite thing is? I think that my most favorite thing about travel is that um, it really just does something to the soul. I can't, pinpoint what it is, but it just is so fulfilling to see other cultures, to understand uh, different things, try different foods, see people in their element, and just to recognize that the world is so much more than just the town you live in, you know, just the people that you see on an everyday basis and just going to work and paying bills, like traveling definitely does something to you. And it just, for me, it just, brings me to such a peaceful Zen place. Um, and sometimes I really like this past weekend, really, I will just go away someplace, even if it's for a short time, I just went to Cancun for the weekend, um, just to clear my head and just to be able to just round myself back together and, you know, put things in perspective. So, yeah. Nice. So 
Well, I guess how many places have you been or how many countries or is it too much to count? I mean, listen, I have some friends who have definitely surpassed me, but um, I don't know how many places, but I think, you know, just to name a couple, like I've been to Dubai, I've been to Australia, I've been to Curacao. I mean, obviously uh, the most common ones that most people start off with, you know, the Caribbeans, like Mexico, Jamaica, um, Dominican Republic. Um, I've been to London and Prague and just all over. I've been to Morocco, Egypt. Like I've definitely tried to hit the more popular ones as well as some of the ones that, you know, uh, people don't really go to too often just to see how that is. So, yeah. Okay. And of all these places, what's your favorite destination? That's always a hard one to pick because <laughs> you know, for me, I'm not going to lie. I am usually a beach person. Like the water mm-hmm. is my happy place. So any beachy place is usually my favorite, but I had just recently went to Egypt and uh, just being um, black and going to Egypt and just seeing the history, it really just does something to you. It just really, I mean, there were points where it definitely brought me to tears. I mean, it, there's just so much culture and it kind of just brings you closer to, to that, you know? Um, so I would definitely say um, thus far, Egypt has been my favorite. That's nice. And well, I guess on any trip you took to Egypt, how long did you stay there? Um, So Egypt, I think I stayed for about nine days and eight Mm -hmm. nights. Um, But I am definitely because I am so adamant on like traveling and going to see as many places as I can. I will definitely catch a flight and go somewhere for two days if I can make it work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like if I have to uh, make sure I sleep through the whole flight so that I am energized and make the most of the two or three days that I've been there, I will do that. Um, so yeah, but most of the time, any place that's over about an eight or nine hour flight, I would definitely try to stay at least five days. Yeah, it's not worth, I remember I took a, I think it was like 15, 16 hour flight to Thailand because of a layover or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, and we were there for like four days, and I was like, I will never do this again. If, if I'm <laughs> flying that long, it needs to be like a solid week right. or two week trip. <laughs> I I will say this though, I think the worst um, jet lag I've ever experienced had to be going to Australia. I mm. mean, thankfully, I was in um, transition with two jobs. I was leaving when I had a, a good amount of time before I started the next one. And thank God for that, because it took me almost like five days, almost a week to get back to normal because, and maybe it's because I had the time off, but because it's exactly 12 hour shifts, it was so hard to get over that. But yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Layovers, <laughs> I still, or like jet lag, I still got used to it. I got it. <laughs> Yeah, some some places. I mean, I guess you get used to it uh, eventually, or uh, or know how to maneuver it better when you go on vacation. But whew, when it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, especially on short trips like that. Like I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So I guess while in Egypt, also because I've never been, so I have a lot of questions mm-hmm. about. Egypt. Oh, please do do ask. <laughs> do, you, do you have any examples of culture shock, like something so different, so unexpected? Like was it food or just 
how people are acting um culture shock maybe not so much with the actual culture but just things that you learn um so one tour that we had went on um a lot of them obviously they show you a lot of the pyramids they show you a lot of the old sites and the temples and uh they we had a phenomenal tour guide um he was just so knowledgeable and he would show us high, uh, the hieroglyphics and it was so crazy. He, uh, one thing that used to stick out to me was that he was saying how advanced they were. Like in everything that they did, there was a reason or a purpose down to the way the stairs were, down to the way the light and the sun hits a certain angle to get light in these areas. And everything was just so meticulous and just precise. And one thing that he said was back then, they were able to mix something, I can't remember what it was, um, with females like urine in order to tell if they were pregnant and was about, I think he said it was about 75% accuracy on being able to tell the gender. So you think about what that was all those years ago to where we're at now and to think how precise and, you know, they were and so advanced, it just, is like mind blowing. And that's kind of how it was like for uh, the majority of the trip. You're just like, I can't believe they were, they knew all these things and knew how to do certain things back then that you wouldn't even think of, you know? So. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds really interesting. Like, I bet, like, the history there, culture history, that has to be, like, the most entertaining thing <laughs> going to Egypt or just that whole area of the world. It is. Um, we even, when we were there, we were able to, I don't even think it was part of the tour, but because he was just so well-known and had connections, we were actually able to go to a Nubian village, which, um, you know, is not a, a common thing because, not that they stay to themselves, but, you know, they're in their own area and, you know, Nubians are known to be the first of the first. <laughs> they're so original that now they don't even um, have a written language. So you'd have to know their language by them teaching you, you know? So mm-hmm. we were able to go there and just see the chief and, you know, go to the schools where, and see kids. It was just amazing. It was just such an amazing and humbling experience. I'll definitely to be going back <laughs> yeah was this like a like a group tour or just a solo tour you got to go by yourself or with your friend? I went with the group it was a bunch of us that went and it was just oh it was so good sometimes I think it's so much better to travel with people yeah mm-hmm. how did well what, what was it called again I don't know if you said it oh the group I don't remember to be honest with you because I've been on a few so I'm not really sure mm-hmm. which one it was um yeah but if I can remember I'll definitely let you know yeah, definitely. Because I'm always interested to see like what different group tours are like. Because I yeah. I do so many solo trips, but I want to uh-huh. get more into more group trips. Yeah, I'm actually starting um something myself and putting something together for Egypt in October. So hopefully, you can Ooh. be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of all of the traveling you have done, what would you say was your biggest travel mistake? Something that you would tell some like tell someone do not do this. Like I know it's not <laughs> a good idea. Um. Let me think. So what is the one thing? I mean, I definitely have stories. Um, Oh God, I have stories. And it's not so (laughs) much don't do this, but I definitely would suggest people to um, do your research before you go places. 
definitely know the area, um, what's around and just make the most of your trip. Um, also, I mean, a few tips that I'm sure people know, but just to, you know, just go over them again, like keep track of all your documentation, <laughs> like, mm. you know, even a simple, just taking a picture of your passport of your documents, everything, and just emailing it to you could be such a lifesaver. Um, you know, God forbid, if anything happens and you lose your stuff, um, you know, you have that, you can easily just log on to your email and just get that information. Um, money, just making sure you have, you know, enough money on you and checking currencies and just things like that. But, um, I'll tell you a quick story. Like I just came back from Mexico and I was being very lax and coming back. So I clearly just decided to just pack 20 minutes before I had to catch my cab to the airport. Mm-hmm. And I definitely left my car keys in Mexico. Oh, <laughs> so, no. I just picked up my car today. So, yeah, <laughs> it was. It, so just make sure you uh, know all the things that you have and need and make sure you keep track of everything. So I will say that much. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds like a very easy mistake. <laughs> to fall yeah, into. It, it was. And it was very painful coming back home at like midnight and not. And realizing when you're at your car, you have no keys to drive it and then try to mm-hmm. figure out how to get home. So, yeah. Yeah, I um, I had a similar situation, but it was in the airport. It was I think I had like a layover or something and mm-hmm. I, my lanyard that had my keys, my AirPods, like everything attached to it. I left it on the plane and had already like gotten on the next plane to get back. Oh, home. God. Mm. Yeah. And so I called the United or America, I forget which airline it was. I called Mm -hmm. them to like get everything back. And luckily they were able to return everything except inside of the AirPod case, the AirPods are no longer there. So (laughs) that was, (laughs) that was heartbreaking, but at least I got my keys back. I cared more about those than I cared about everything else. So, well, the podcast is for black women. So mm-hmm. how do you think being Black, a woman, or American has impacted any of your travel experiences? Um, I definitely feel as um, on both aspects, I feel like being a woman in general, it's a little bit harder for us, um, especially when we want to do solo travel. Because, you know, some of us get to a point where, you know, we are able and feel comfortable enough to travel, but it's hard to, you know, just the safety precautions that I feel like we as women have to take when traveling, it kind of puts us, um, you know, a little on edge to, to go to different countries. But, you know, I feel like you have to just do your due diligence, do your research um, and just go for it. I mean, I, my first um, solo travel um, trip was to Barcelona. And as much as um, I've heard mixed reviews about, you know, going to certain places and being treated a certain type of way, I overall had a good experience. And I think a lot of that was because I made sure I did my research on where I was staying, what it was close to, what was nearby. Um, This way, it kind of, I just was able to just go around and not be lost where I'd have to ask for people's, um, you know, help, where I feel like some of the conversations because of language barriers and cultural things may kind of, you know, push the trip one way than the next. Um, But just being Black, I love seeing us travel. I think 
every place that I've gone, like even Greece, I just came back from Greece like last month. Like anytime I see us out there, it's such a nice feeling. And I've made friends just by seeing other black women and black people on vacation and just saying, Hey, Hey sis, how you doing? You guys good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like where are you headed? And just making those connections. Um, but overall, I think it's just so important for us to get out and see the world and, and just to experience it for what it has to offer. So, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I always ask the question at the end of the interview, why do you think black women should travel? And I feel like you just tackled it. Like, yeah. I want to see us like when we're going yeah. out and going different places. Like that's like the most important thing for me, I think. What's a place that you would recommend like all black women should visit or attempt to see? I think Africa at any mm-hmm. place in Africa. I really do feel like our roots are embedded over there. And I feel like you feel almost like you're home. You know what I mean? When you go, and yeah. this is coming from somebody who I'm mixed. So I just resonate with the black culture so much. And yes, I love my Irish side, but it's just something about just being black and going back to your roots and just understanding who we are as people and, and where we have come from. And I feel like it, it obviously has been lost over the years in translation, you know, with the things that we had to go through and, and up until now, but it kind of brings you back to what you know you are and, and just to just experience that is just so humbling. And it's just so, there are almost no words for it. It, it, You just, I definitely think Africa, whether anywhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. is is something, there's something in every place, you know what I mean? So I would definitely say Africa. Yeah, most definitely. I feel like I was going to be doing a lot of travel throughout Africa right before COVID hit. And then Mm -hmm. 2020 came in. <laughs> so right. but I'm not giving up we still got time we still got time right yeah you shouldn't I would definitely keep in mind and keep an eye on those flights because they fluctuate but you might catch a good one so mm-hmm. so do you have any upcoming travel plans I know like you'll just book a trip on a weekend so <laughs> oh god yes you know my friends hate me for real <laughs> <laughs> like we just came back from Mexico and I promise you as soon as I came back I was like all right now that this is out the way I have off in April March and um February I was like hmm so I'm planning on I'm going to try to in February I have about 10 to 11 days off and Mm -hmm. I want to try to go to Bali if it's open I know right now their uh, borders aren't completely open to visitors um but I'm gonna keep an eye on it um I definitely want to do Turkey um, and then I want to go to Amsterdam for my birthday weekend, which is in March. Um, they actually have a black owned, which you guys should look into. This is be great. Um, a black owned hostel that's, um, just for women. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, I definitely want to go visit that. So, um, that's definitely on my list. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you know what it's called? I'm gonna look that up. I think it's hostel. So, uh, H-O-S-T-E-L-L-E. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to look that up. Yeah, look that up. I think um, I, um, I'm almost 100% sure that it's a Black woman that owns it. She may have a partner, but, um, and it's just for women. It's just a um, woman's only hostel in Amsterdam. 
Wow, that's really cool. I'm going to have to interview her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell her I sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always constantly looking up. Anytime I travel, I always try to put us first. So if there's any, you know, Black-owned hotels or businesses, I definitely try to make that a part of the trip if possible. Yeah, most definitely. So I guess we're about to wrap up. But before we do, I just want to ask, where can the audience follow your travel story if they're interested in seeing your birthday trip and all these other things, the places you're going? Yeah. Okay. so um, my biggest uh, platform will be on Instagram. I actually just started my um, travel blog page. It is underscore Nina uh, period Mac underscore um, on Instagram. So um, I will definitely be posting all the places that I have been and will be going to um, and definitely trying to highlight um, Black businesses if I can when I do visit certain places. So definitely keep a lookout there. <laughs> yeah. And I'll link that in the show notes too. So y'all can easily find it and Even see though. all these great places. <laughs> I know. But thank you again, Christina, for doing this interview. I really loved hearing your travel stories, everything from Egypt to um, upcoming trips and different reasons Black women should travel. Like, I loved it all. So thanks. Thank you.